You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with a surety that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello and welcome back to Recovering Faith Podcast. I'm glad you're joining us today. Uh, if this is the, uh, if you're just discovering Recovering Faith Podcast and this is the first episode you've listened to, I would encourage you to check out uh, previous episodes as I've talked about a lot of theological subjects and also I've talked a lot about uh, personal stories from my life and I think it would be a value to go back and check it out, and also if you have any comments on this or any of the other episodes, uh, you can leave a comment at genecurl.com, and if you enjoy this podcast, please give it a five-star review and a rating on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're listening. Well, today's episode is going to be about Lauren, kind of about Lauren Daigle. The uh, the singer, and there's I've been for the most part I've kind of tried to avoid this subject, but in Christian circles everybody's talking about her, either judging her or taking up for her, and so I decided for whatever it's worth that I'd weigh in on the subject. So I'm not sure why we as Christians are so apt to judge others, especially other Christians. But we are. And that is one of the first things that non-Christians notice about us. Having one of our worst qualities to be the first thing that many people notice about us is not a good look, and it does not help anyone come unto Christ. Some Christians, or at least so-called Christians, have YouTube channels dedicated to judging and condemning other Christians, despite the fact that throughout his ministry, a common theme Jesus talked about was how we should not judge others. But apparently, those who spend a large portion of their time judging others somehow think that they are without fault and are not only justified but obligated to throw out the first stone, as well as many, many others to follow. When Jesus encountered the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, and it was pointed out to him by the religious hypocrites that Moses and the law said that people who were guilty of adultery, as that woman clearly was, should be stoned. He didn't argue with the law, and he didn't say that the woman should be the exception, but rather he pointed out the fault of those who were accusing her and told them that the one who was guiltless should be the first one to throw the stone. We will never know on this side of life what Jesus wrote, but whatever Jesus wrote on the dirt and the floor caused each man in attendance to leave in shame instead of throwing a stone. Jesus was not condoning the woman's sinful activities. He was pointing out the fact that all of those who were condemning her had broken some of the laws and was equally deserving of being stoned as the woman was. We all have faults, even and especially if we don't think that we uh, have faults. And if we think 
we don't have any faults. The Bible says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 1 John 1.8 Not judging one another is one of the things Jesus taught that many of us who claim to be his followers outright ignore and think that we are somehow justified in doing so. Sometimes, in Christian circles, it can feel like walking on eggshells when you are around fellow Christians, especially if they are your neighbors. Even though no one likes to be judged by others, far too many of us feel that we are justified in judging others and even come up with some excuse to justify our actions. Even as Christians, we are still flawed and sinful human beings, and we should not expect others to be perfect, especially when we ourselves are not perfect. Not only are Christians eager to judge others for the things that they do that are actually wrong, we're also eager to judge other people for the things that they do which, in which there is no actual biblical prohibition. Things that may not be advised but are not hurting anyone else and things that are not spoken of against the Bible. Uh, one of those is alcohol. Alcohol is not prohibited in the Bible, and in fact, the first miracle Jesus ever performed was to turn water into wine. And no, it was not merely grape juice, and there is no solid historical or theological grounds to say that it was. No one goes to a wedding for grape juice, and if the grape juice was served after wine, no one would have complained that the best was saved for last. Also, the Greek word that was translated into wine in the passage where Jesus turned the water into wine is the same word used in the biblical passage that says that we should not get drunk on wine. So it was obviously talking about an alcoholic drink and not grape juice. Drunkenness is spoken against in the Bible, but alcohol is not. And no, I'm not advocating drinking, just making a point. Alcohol is not considered a sin in and of itself in the Bible, but it can become a sin if it causes problems, just like anything else. And if you think it is a sin to drink, then and then you drink, then you are probably a sinning by doing something that you consider to be a sin. One of my friends from church was recently condemned by some members of the congregation for going to the bars to play pool even though he did not buy or drink alcohol. At least one of the congregants who was making the judgment call on playing pool supports marijuana and abortions. The Bible does not make any mention of wacky tobacco, but it speaks quite clearly about taking an innocent life. And just for clarity, the Bible is completely against the shedding of innocent blood, and babies are the most innocent among us. Some people are apparently oblivious to the huge logs sticking out of their own faces and yet criticize the splinters in another person's eye. It's quite interesting how and who Christians like to judge. And one of the most commonly judged Christians today is the music artist Lauren Daigle. And uh, I actually think she's a terrific musician. Uh, She sings what I would consider uh, vaguely religious songs, but she is a good artist. She has a really great voice, 
And uh, my favorite one of her songs is probably You Say. But anyhow, that's beside the point. Uh, Some of the things that Lauren Daigle is judged on is her clothing choices, whose shows she appears on, the fact that she does not use her platform or her fame to proselytize, and she's judged because she does not publicly judge others for living lives contrary to the Bible. Those who criticize Lauren Daigle accuse those of us who listen to her music, uh, they accuse us of worshiping her and making her an idol. Even though for the most part, for most of us, she is just one of the many artists who we listen to. Nothing more and nothing less. Here's the thing. I like Lauren Daigle's music, but I don't listen to it to gain theological knowledge, and I think it would be a massive mistake to turn to popular music of any genre for theology. There are many popular Christian artists who have woefully misguided and incorrect theology in their music, including some artists that are backed by or singing in behalf of large churches. It's also of note that Lauren Daigle does not claim to be a Christian artist, but rather a music artist who is also Christian which is the category that the majority of those in country music would also fall into. The term Christian artist was not applied to Lauren Daigle herself, but by those who listen to her, and despite the fact that her music is often featured on Christian radio. Most of her music is much more uplifting than religious, and she has relatively few songs that are overtly Christian. For some reason, A reason I don't entirely know, Lauren Daigle is judged more harshly and with much greater frequency than many artists who openly say they are Christian artists, such as Skillet. And Skillet is a rock band that I have never heard them speak out against the things people apparently want Daigle to speak out against. And the female band members uh, show more skin than does Lauren Daigle, and on a more regular basis. And I say mention that because judging Lauren Daigle on showing her skin is one of the things that they judge her on quite often. Alan Jackson identifies and is identified as a country artist and has numerous songs about alcohol and chasing girls. And instead of being criticized by Christians for his worldly music, he's praised for his gospel albums. Some people may mistakenly think that the harsh treatment of Daigle is because she's a female, but the facts don't quite support that, because the punk rocker Avril Lavigne is praised for her praise song, Head Above Water, on her recent album, instead of being judged for it being the only faith-promoting song on the album, and instead of being judged for the cover art where the only thing keeping the world from seeing her entirely nude body is a strategically placed guitar. Dolly Parton is praised by Christians for her charity work and for her gospel albums, while at the same time her secular music and her roles in films such as The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas are overlooked. Carrie Underwood is praised for her gospel-themed songs such as Something in the Water and Jesus Take the Wheel, instead of being judged for her songs about cheating, murder, and other subjects that are unbecoming of Christians. 
So basically, what I'm saying is Lorendagle is being judged far more harshly uh, for not being a perfect Christian than all these other female artists are for not being perfect Christians. And I'll get into the reason here in a little bit. While it is certainly uh, not the only reason, uh, I think a major reason why Christians judge certain people more harshly is because of the image that we've set up for them in our own minds. And when they don't live up to that standard that we set for them, we think they've failed us, and we think they've failed God, as if it were up to us to judge. In a religious forum I sometimes read, I recently learned of a pastor who lived an exemplary life but lost a lot of his congregation when they discovered that he occasionally enjoys smoking a pipe. Which is odd considering that Charles Spurgeon, who was considered the preacher of preachers, J.R.R. Tolkien, and C.S. Lewis are praised for their literary contributions to Christianity, and they smoked heavily nearly every day of their lives. And the later two, Tolkien and Lewis, even heavily incorporated their smoking hobby into their literary works, such as the majority of the good and noble characters in The Lord of the Rings smoking a pipe. And I was thinking about the other day. Tolkien was so into smoking and thinking it was a good thing that none of the evil characters in The Lord of the Rings are smoking, but all of the good characters, or a majority of the good characters, like the hobbits and the wizards and uh, Aragorn, they're smoking pipe. So anyhow, uh, but my point with that is that that uh, even people who think smoking is a sin overlook the fact that Spurgeon and Tolkien and Lewis smoked, and instead they praise them for their Christian writings. Basically, uh, what I'm saying is I don't know why people would consider Charles Spurgeon a man of God uh, despite his smoking, but at the same time leave a congregation at a, uh, at a church when apparently the only major flaw of the pastor is that he smokes. That's kind of um, doesn't quite make sense to me. But anyhow, that's not quite. That's not really the point. It's that there were there's so much double standards as what us Christians have. Now, a lot of the judgment that is leveled against Lauren Daigle is due to her not using her website to preach instead of just lifting it, uh, using it to sell her music and merchandise. But she is far from being the only artist to do so. Carrie Underwood is extremely open about being a Christian. She shows a lot of skin, and she sings songs about alcohol, adultery, smoking, and gambling, but she also has a number of songs that are very Christian. I've never heard of anyone going to Carrie Underwood's website, which is made to promote her music and her profession, and judging her because she does not use her website to promote uh, her Christian faith. Yet there are numerous hours of internet content and internet videos dedicated 
to the claim that Lauren Daigle is a horrible person and a bad Christian because she does not use her platform and her website to promote Christianity. Alan Jackson, despite having at least as many gospel albums as Lauren Daigle has albums, since he is viewed as a country artist instead of a Christian artist, no one ever judges him for not promoting Christianity on his website. I think that instead of being appalled by Lauren Daigle's apparent lack of proselytizing, we should be appalled at our sinful judging instead. Yes, we are called to warn other people of their sins and the consequences of their sins. But nowhere in the Bible are we commanded to do so as part of our business. And when we are commanded not to judge others, but we are to worry about our own sins. If a Christian church's website doesn't talk about Jesus, then they have failed as a church. But why should we expect a singer to use his or her website to further the gospel when we don't expect the business websites belonging to Christians in other industries to do the same? When was the last time you went to Hobby Lobby's website to find a sermon? When was the last time you went to Chick-fil-A's website and found a call to Christ? When was the last time you went to Forever 21's website and looked to see how many Christian references there were? Or Mary Kay's website uh, to look for theology? And how many times have you condemned, uh, or how many times have any of those websites condemned people for not living according to the Bible standards. See, that's not the point of their websites. Their websites is to further their business. And while they are very outspoken in their uh, private lives about their Christianity, they don't use their business websites to promote their faith. And all those companies I mentioned are owned by uh, very religious people. The thought of having business websites uh, dedicate a large portion of their resources to promoting Christianity is, is utterly ridiculous. I mean, not saying that promoting Christianity is ridiculous, far from it. But what I mean is you can't expect them to use their business as a way of promoting Christianity. Uh, they can use their personal influence, but I'm not... Anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole there. Now, it would be great if all Christians did all that was, in the, that was within their power to further the gospel, but, no one, uh, but to expect some Christians to do so and not other Christians is a double standard. And it is certainly not us to, up to us to judge anyone else, as God alone is in the position to judge. People judge Lauren Daigle for appearing on the Ellen DeGeneres show and not condemning her for her life choices. But the same people did not, to the best of my knowledge, condemn the Reverend Billy Graham for visiting the White House in the 90s and not openly speaking out against President Clinton's sinful activities, which were spoken about just as harshly in the Bible as are Ellen's. As you recall, the adultery was one of the sins in the, in the Old Testament which, uh, for which you would be stoned to death. And you know, it's typically not good form 
to be accepted as a person's guest and then to use your time to criticize and judge them. And doing so is highly unlikely to lead to repentance. Just because you are kind to a person who is living a life the Bible does not support does not in any way mean that you condone their lifestyle or their choices. And yes, I am aware that Lauren Daigle basically refused to answer the questions about whether or not she judges people or whether or not uh, homosexuality is a sin and told people to read the Bible and get their own answer, which in a way is kind of a cop-out. She didn't want to say what she thought, but pointing people to the Bible is a good thing. If you want to know what she thinks about it, well, why should we care what she thinks about it? She's a singer. What we really should care is what God thinks about it. So her pointing people to the Bible is was probably actually one of the best things she could do. So what if I were to tell you that you can be a good Christian and not believe in or support a person's sinful lifestyle while at the same time not publicly condemning them for it? Sure, Lauren Daigle did not bring up the fact that the Bible is against homosexual, uh, homosexuality while on the Ellen Show, but if she did, there is a near 0% chance that Ellen would have given her heart to God and abandoned her sinful lifestyle. Also, had Lauren Daigle taken the opportunity to, con- to condemn Ellen, it is unlikely that she would have been invited on any other shows and singing the gospel song on Ellen's show that millions of people would not have ordinarily heard does a lot more to bringing people to Christ than judgment would have. Besides, Ellen undoubtedly already knows the Bible stands on her lifestyle, and it is unlikely, she's unlikely to put much weight on anything the Bible has to say on that or any other subject. I'm a firm believer that you can never hate and judge a person to repentance and to the gospel, but you can love them to it. An artist's prime directive, and yes, I'm a nerd, get over it, is not to condemn the world and to push their beliefs, but rather to entertain. However, it is awesome when an artist uses his or her fame to bring people to Christ, but we should not judge them for not doing so. When was the last time you used your position at work to try and convert someone or to call out their sins? Do I think Lauren Daigle does a good enough job speaking out about Jesus? Of course not. But then again, I'm probably not doing enough either, and neither are you. Sure, I host a Christian podcast and blog, but I'm not willing to risk my job by talking about gospel topics at work. Do I think Lauren Daigle is the best example of a Christian life and that we should look up to her and try to emulate her behavior and that we should get our doctrine from her? Of course not. That would be, that would likely be a horrible idea, as we are to use the Bible as our guide and not any human. But instead of judging Lauren Daigle, we should pray for her. And while we're at it, we should pray that God would soften our hearts and help us to spend more time trying to correct our own faults rather than proclaiming other people's faults from the rooftop and judging them for them. I have attended Finding Favor, Zach Williams, and Big Daddy Weave concerts. And in each of those concerts, there was a prayer session and a call to the altar. And while there's not likely to be a similar event at any of Daigle's concerts, 
I can't and should not judge her for it, especially when she does not consider herself to be a Christian act and does not uh, consider herself to be a Christian artist. I would praise God for it if Lauren Daigle were to add a call to the altar and a prayer session to her concerts, but I'm not willing to judge her for not doing so because God knows um, I have done and I am doing plenty that I could be judged for. I want people to pray for me instead of publicly condemning me. And I do and I continue to pray for Lauren Daigle instead of judging her. And I would suggest that we all do the same. We are all sinful and fallen people. And when we judge others instead of portraying the love of Jesus, we come across as hypocritical and judgmental people. And we make others not want to know Jesus because they mistakenly think that our poor actions are an accurate representation of him and of the Bible. We don't have to water down the gospel, ignore parts of it, or compromise on our standards to uh, love those and show compassion to those who commit different sins than we ourselves do. I have a friend who always says, My sins look good on me but my sins on you look horrible. Let us live our best lives and follow Jesus the best we can while showing love and compassion to sinners in the same way in which we want God to show love and compassion to us because we are all sinners and we all need the grace of God. Thanks for listening and God bless. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast. Please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family. You are loved.